Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, a behind-the-scenes, no, <laughs> I messed it up again. Start the timer. Welcome to the Location Indie Podcast, an unfiltered, behind-the-scenes, no-holds-barred look at the realities of the location-independent lifestyle by two fellas who are living that lifestyle. I'm Travis Sherry. I said last podcast that I was homeless. I'd like to clarify that for a second. I only meant that someone's Airbnb in my house, and I was at my sister-in-law's apartment. I'm not actually homeless. You don't have to send me money. I don't need food stamps in the mail. I'm okay. <laughs> and I'm Jason Moore, the other fella and co-founder of uh, the community Location Indie over at locationindie.com. And uh, Travis, I'm glad that you clarified that because um, I was wondering why that shirt had so many holes in it and you were carrying a garbage bag in for this recording session. Were, were you wondering why there was a, a trash can fire right behind me and I was sitting in a dark alley? <laughs> yes, and wearing cut-off gloves. Could we use every like ridiculous stereotype of uh, somebody warming their hands? <laughs> I, yes. I, so I just wanted to clarify, because I, I, okay. I said at the beginning of last podcast, and I never actually said what I meant. I'm like, maybe if someone's paying it, you said no one would be paying attention uh, that closely. I think you're right. But if someone was, I didn't want them, their heart to go out to me. Please, I don't need your sympathy and pity for that. <laughs> maybe for other things. Well, listen, um, I mean, this is a cool thing. I remember years ago when Airbnb was not as established as it is now, I had met a couple, I think at WDS maybe, or like one of the conferences we went to where um, they were funding a documentary film and how they were doing it was... They, they were making their own documentary film. It was like a passion project of theirs. And they were saving money and funding it by Airbnb being their place. So anytime they could Airbnb it out, they would just go camping and they would pay their entire mortgage and save money for this, uh, for this documentary film they were working on. And this is, uh, this is the way of the world right now, man. Like, I love the sharing economy. I love how it's disrupting everything. And, you know, gov governments are too slow to, keep up with it like eventually it'll all like somehow plateau out like if they're not making money off it they're going to be figuring out how they can but in the meantime let's all take advantage of this beautiful this is what community and sharing and like humanity is about there there's no turning back i mean there isn't like no. it, it, it it has always existed it just hasn't been as in your face like it hasn't been society hasn't known about it. you know you could always do stuff on craigslist or there's always not always but you know there was couch surfing before airbnb which we had used but you know it wasn't obviously as widely known and things like that um i do like that you said Airbnb, like we say, oh, I'm Airbnb my place out. Like, I don't even say I'm renting my place out or I'm daily renting my place. Airbnb, I feel like, has gotten so big that now it's in the lexicon. Same as like Scotch tape, right? Where like Scotch is the brand name, right? Like, but you don't say rollerblades, uh, frisbees, adhesive tape. Yeah. Right. <laughs> it, it's Airbnb is huge. Quick story. Can I tell you a quick story about Airbnb? Uh, no. Just kidding. Okay. Well, yes, let's you, move on. You can. <laughs> <laughs> really sad that I am not a founder of Airbnb because then I'd be a billionaire. But when I was in graduate school, 
in 2008. We had a house um, in Ithaca, New York. I was going to Ithaca College, but Ithaca College is there and Cornell University is right there. It's a really small town if anyone's been to Ithaca. So there's no, there's one hotel or there was at that point one hotel downtown and then the rest were kind of scattered around. So when there were huge events, so you're talking about 10,000 person school in Ithaca College and a, a 20 to 25,000 person university in Cornell, especially with graduate students and things like that, right? So when there's like homecoming, or parents weekend. There was nowhere for people to stay. So this was before Airbnb existed. My roommate and I would get on Craigslist and we would put out a thing like, you know, it was like $600 a night for this two bedroom. It was an okay house, but it was certainly a college house, right? And um, we would put it on for like parents weekend or homecoming and people would knock down our doors to get in. I mean, we could have written, like we could have made a thousand night because here's the thing. You had two bedrooms. You could fit six people if you wanted. There was no options. People were going to have to drive in 30, 35 minutes. We could walk up to Cornell. We could theoretically walk to Ithaca. You could walk to the college. You could walk to downtown. And we always thought, man, why is there no better system? Like we should, we actually said we should start this for colleges. Like only, we only thought colleges around like parents weekends. And, and that actually, ex- that actually exists now because when I went to Penn state, there's a website, I can't remember, but the, my buddies, I was, they were letting me crash on their couch in their rental place, which is pretty not, funny. You were homeless. I'm hey, still, I'm still crashing on the couch, even though they're, they're renting a place. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, they had, they had rented on a website like that. But I mean, that, that just goes to show. I mean, that's, listen, business, when it comes to business, it's not about the idea. It's about the execution, you know, and that's a hundred percent true. And, and case in point, HomeAway and VRBO, which I use and which I like, so I'm not blasting them at all, but they are way less known than Airbnb, and they existed before Airbnb did. And, and so it is. It's the Airbnb, for whatever reason, I mean, maybe a cool name is part of it. Uh, they made it super user-friendly. Ask Jeeves versus Google. I mean, there's like a million examples of these, right? It's... Yeah. Right. Why, why is Google the only search engine that anyone uses? <laughs> Apologies to Bing. Does, does anyone use Bing? I don't know how that even exists still. But it is. And, and I think that kind of brings us to today's quote unquote topic. Again, we don't, we don't always have topics or themes. I mean, we, usually something comes out of it, but it's about business models. Like you've been doing a really cool project recently that I think I'd love for you to share with people and, and me as well, because I only know bits and parts of it of, of different business models to, like make money and succeed and be location independent because not everyone's a blogger, not everyone's a podcaster, not everyone's going to start a company like Airbnb. There's so many ways that you can do stuff. Yeah, uh, sure. The um, I started working on this project in January. It's a book called Digital Nomad Startup right now. A big section of the book, I mean, the entire book, the idea is that we're taking a lot of different business models. We are, by we, I mean me, I guess, but, um, but you know, uh, the guy always say we as well. <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Just Well, I got to give big props to Joanna. She's been helping me out a ton. Um, this gal that works, uh, does some work with me. So she's been like going through these interviews. We've said fella and gal now yeah, in this podcast. Yeah, exactly. We're the fellas behind this and we got a gal helping us. <laughs> yeah, she's really been helping out like um basically taking some existing material I have and like helping me turn it into some written content and then these interviews that I've been doing uh which are basically the last third of the book which is uh digital nomad business models and the idea is that like look Travis and I we've been studying this stuff, we've done things that work, we share all that stuff in the location community uh 
and we share it here on the podcast too, but you know, different things work for different people. And what I wanted to see is, okay, what's been working for people? What are the startup costs involved? You know, how can people take different types of business models and basically apply them to their own lives based on real world examples? So it's not just one person's opinion. I'm bringing different people in at, you know, whatever you want to call levels, like financially, like I've had people coming in talking about, um, running an Etsy shop where they were making like, you know, $1,200 a month, which was like enough to pay for their travels while they were in India versus, you know, a multimillionaire who's who like flips websites. So it's all different levels. And this is the, the whole point of it is it's a lifestyle business, right? I mean, you're doing it because you want to kickstart this type of lifestyle or you want to sustain this type of lifestyle, which is why I wanted to bring in people, that, you know, like I don't need to to bring in the person that makes, you know, $500,000 a month on e-commerce. Like that's great, but that person's probably not traveling and doing other things or maybe they are, but I just thought it would be cool to feature different people at different stages doing different things, talk about how they started up and, you know, figure out how these business models can be applied to this lifestyle. And I mean, just one more thing I want to add to it. The cool thing is after doing these interviews, it, you know, some patterns are emerging and, and it becomes pretty clear. And it kind of goes back to, it does go back to what we taught um, in some videos we released earlier this year when we launched Location Indie. A lot of it just comes back to basic principles. And then it's about the execution and actually taking action and getting things done. And most of the business models don't cost very much money to launch because the state of uh, the state of technology right now and how easy it is to like launch things and put websites up and everything like it was not like this even in like 2008 2009 you know as, as early as then uh, and that's not that long ago you know now it's really really simple to get something out there and i encourage you if you're listening to this i mean whatever you're listening to and consuming if you haven't started something yet like the best way to learn, at least for me, is to just try it and give it a try. And like the idea behind this project is to empower people and to show them, look at all these different people from all these walks of life, you know, doing it in all these different business models and they've done it. Yeah. And I want to, I want to tackle some of those. I just want you to give a quick hitting thing of some of those business models in, in just a second, because one of the things that I see happening a lot for, for both of us, I mean, we get asked quite often by people joining the LI community or people finding us and then emailing us directly. And, and we just, you know, we're in this lifestyle. So we hear it a lot. And it's, and it's people talking about, you know, like, for example, someone will come and say, well, you know, I think that starting a blog would be good, but I just don't like writing. Or I think that starting a podcast would be good, but I'm an introvert. Or, you know, like there's always like they, they, they're looking at it from a lens of like, well, I've seen other people be successful in this medium but I can't do that because of this reason, which is fine. Because the cool thing about the project you're doing is saying, like, we are podcasters. We are, quote unquote, bloggers because we used to write some. You know, we are community leaders. We, we, we put together a bundle sale. Like, we have different projects we do. But that's just what we do. And not everyone has to be like that. Cliff, who's in LI, he does tax prep that would and bookkeeping. That would be my nightmare, right? Like I would never, ever want to do that because my skills aren't there. It's an awesome business model. But it's a business model for him, and it's exactly where his background was and what he likes doing. And so that's what's so neat about A, what you, the project you're doing and showing people all these business models, and B, the location in the community is that 
stuff that I don't even know exists or wouldn't even know where to begin or would never even want to do. There's people who can help you do that. And so I just, it's cool when you do projects like this because it allows people to wrap their head around the fact that there's a lot more out there because we can only speak from our own experiences, right? And so it's, it is in, inherently a bit limited in scope when we come on the mics and we talk because we're talking about stuff that we do. And, um, and that's what we know. So if you wouldn't mind, I mean, listen, just talk about some of the cool business models of the people that that you've interviewed because th- I think that'll get the wheels churning in people's heads. Yeah, sure. And I'm, uh, I am going to publish some of these at some point. But um, let me talk about Brianna, who uh, she has a website called Crazy Family Adventure because with <laughs> com because what they did was uh, her and her husband sold their house and everything. They moved them and their three kids into an RV and hit the road. They basically like reinvented their American dream because they realized they weren't happy. And it was a it was a really cool, inspiring story. And when they left, you know, they they actually moved into like an RV place down the road first. They didn't start hitting the road right away. They just wanted to get used to living there and see what it was like and everything. But um fortunately for her, her husband was working, you know, from he he got his company to agree to to allow him to work remotely. So they had that, but she wanted to start something. She needed to start something. And it was so cool, Trav, because I I chatted with her. Basically, if you go back to the Location Indie podcast and you listen to the Lifestyle Launch series that we did, uh, after I heard her story, we had already launched that. How she went about it basically paralleled exactly what we said. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, this is what we were teaching in action from a person we didn't even know. The reason why we're teaching this because it it works. I mean, we've experienced it in our own lives in different ways, maybe in different timelines. You know, it's not like and these blueprints, these models are a little bit of a myth because it's not like the an exact science. You know, it's like a, I say it's like a plate of spaghetti as opposed to like a linear line. That's entrepreneurship. You know, it's kind of like a little bit messy sometimes, but. It's the principles. It's a, it's a framework. It's the principles. It's a, it's a framework. Exactly. And then you be... It's like music is a framework. You can play in like a certain key, but then you know bands will like break the mold and do something different. So it makes it sound unique and it stands out. You know, you put your own unique creative twist on it. So anyway, she sat yeah, down. So what did this lady do? <laughs> she was a stay-at-home mom. She's like, what skills do I have? I don't know what skills I have. And then she started realizing, well, she has organizational skills. She has certain skills that uh, she's developed just by raising children and like running them around and like doing all this stuff. So she's like, okay, I'm organized. I can do these types of things. She decided to start a virtual assistant, uh, assistant business. So then she had to find her first client. So she started contacting like, you know, people in her network, people who she knew found her first client and she did a really clever thing with that client. She said, Hey, this is exactly what we said to do. She said, we say you offer something for free, whether it's a workshop or something to get people involved, to like learn more about what they need and to also show them what you can do, what you can teach. So she said, I'll work for you for a month for free. I'll do all your social media. And she like actually laid out the parameters, but she said at the end of 30 days, We'll have a discussion. If we want to continue on, we'll talk about pricing and paying going forward. So she made like, you know, a hard deadline for that. So the communication was really clear. So of course, she worked for this person um, for 30 days. The guy loved what she did. They sat down. He hired her on like a monthly basis. And then she said, okay, for everybody that you refer to me, I'll give you like a $75 credit. So he started referring all these people, which that was a really nice, clever twist. Next thing you know, she had like multiple clients. So she did her startup 
in 30 days, starting with basically no money. I mean, assume, I, I always say like, I ask people what the startup costs are. I say, well, assuming you have a laptop and everything else, I'm not saying like, you know, everybody's right. going to buy a laptop. Base. You got to pay for Wi-Fi. You have, I mean, you have the basics. Yeah. Nowadays, nowadays, to be honest, a, a computer and Wi-Fi are as basic as air, water, and food and shelter. <laughs> so you've got the six basics of humanity. Right. Wi-Fi, laptop, air, water, shelter, food. Yeah. So, you know, it was just an investment over time. And also, you know, she talked really candidly about um, how in the beginning, you know, it was also a great buffer that 30 days because she lacked confidence and she wasn't sure, oh, will somebody pay me for this? And is this something I can actually do? So, you know, that was kind of like a little bit of a free pass for her. And anyway, she she got a bunch of clients after that. And now she has so many clients, like she's has to sub out work. So she has other VAs working under her, which is like the next level of the business model. And all of this started in 30 days with basically no money and just her figuring out what skills she had, even though she didn't think she had any in the beginning, which is a common problem. And and I was listening to this whole story and getting super inspired and getting chills as because it paralleled exactly the framework we laid out in the location uh, lifestyle launch um, series. I was just like, this is so cool. And also just so happy for her to build a virtual assistant business. And I'm sorry, I should have clarified if you don't know what a virtual assistant is. It's just basically somebody that's... Um, Helping somebody out, like I don't know if you want to say in a secretarial role or like an assistant role, you know, where you could yeah, do it can be anything. You tech if you think of a secretary's job or an executive assistant's job, it's generally something like that, but it could take so many forms. Like because as you start working with someone, they need different things, and maybe they need you to do design stuff then, or you're decent at that. But in essence, but the key is you're doing it virtually. That's obviously the huge <laughs> key. Um, and and that's really neat. Uh, one thing that I uh, that I just want to touch on because I want you to rattle off pretty quickly just a few other ideas that, that people have done. But you said just get um, you know she didn't feel comfortable doing it. And I think a lot of people feel that way. And I'm doing a webinar on webinars, very meta. But today I'm doing a, a, a workshop for location and members about how to run your first webinar and why you should. And I said, listen, you're going to be nervous the first time you do it from like the tech issues and is it going to work to like you've never done it and you're, and you're teaching people stuff. And I said, just do some practice ones. You know, like you have to start. And, uh, and so, you know, maybe you run some for free and you don't even try to pitch anything on those. You just do it for the practice. Um, or you do it in front of a mirror. I've done full webinars like an hour before I was going to go on, I've done a, I've done it all the way through for an hour, and then I've just started live in front of people because I, I was nervous. So a cool thing that she did there. What are, what are some other like business models that you saw happen or work? Oh man, I got an email from uh from this guy Dylan about uh my podcast Zero to Travel, and he basically said he's like I've been listening to the show for a while. Like I basically he's like I did everything you said. And now I live in Thailand or where, wow. wherever, you know, he was in, all, uh, that guy yeah, loves you. He did I was great. I was said. well, like, you know, he's like, I, he'd listen to all the guests. It wasn't just me. It was like, you know, all the people I had on, like, you know, all the stuff we talk about all the time. You talk about in your podcast, talk about mine, bring different guests on living different lifestyles, doing different things. And he's just like, yeah, and Dylan's man, I quit my job. I 
wanted to like sell hammocks. So I basically figured out how to like white label these hammocks and started a drop shipping store. And I'm building it right now and I'm in Laos. And I was like, dude, I got to talk to you. So um, I called him up and we had a chat. So he he just jumped in and, and he's doing it and he's running a profitable uh, e-commerce drop shipping store. Um, had a couple people talking about that. Had Michelle. Uh, I'm not sure if you, you know Michelle, uh, Michelle and Scott, but... Um, she was doing Etsy, her art on Etsy. Uh, so that's like another type of model where you basically leverage an existing platform. Um, Nick and Jen, who are uh, in the Paradise Pack, um, which is a project we have coming out uh, you know, really shortly here in a few weeks by the time you're listening to this. They have an affiliate newsletter. So I thought that was interesting. Tim Leffel, who's also in the Paradise Pack, he talks about basically how to structure a blog so you could actually build it up in a way that you could sell it later as opposed to like a personal blog. Uh, Mish, who's also in the Paradise Pack, I should say, she she had a very interesting take and she did another sort of technique that I really think is a great way to do this where you you basically take an existing platform like Fiverr, which is what she did, and pimp your services there, kind of develop your skills, get used to working with clients there without much risk on either end, you know, and then scale it up. Uh, so now she's gone from like, you know, basically doing some writing and stuff like that on Fiverr to charging like a thousand dollars a day for copywriting. So nice, I mean, Mish, yeah. You know, I love that story. I mean, I don't know her whole story as in depth as you, but you know, I've talked to her for a few hours in my life and she's great. I love that they started on Fiverr. And if you guys don't know what Fiverr is, you know, it's with two R's, so Fiverr.com. But it's, yeah, you can get anything done. Like, people will sing you, like, happy birthday. You know, you could send, like, all types of goofy stuff where you pay them five bucks or maybe, you know, then you can add on little things. But it's basically a really cheap way to get stuff done and a really good way for people to cut their teeth in the beginning to just get some clients. And, yeah, so she, in essence, went from what someone would pay her five bucks for in the beginning to now they're paying her a thousand bucks for it. that that's crazy and that's awesome because it's cool that she knows her value and that she can continue to ramp up yeah it's uh it was an awesome story and like you know through these interviews i mean there was another i talked to ben uh who you met out in boulder mutual friend uh cash flow podcasting and he's he, basically runs a productized service. That's another type of business model where you you offer service, but instead of being the one actually executing on the service, you know, being the service provider, you have people underneath you that are actually taking care of that. So you build a team underneath you and you kind of run a company in that way and you offer Can packages. Can you explain that a little bit better about what he does? Yeah. So for for him, it's like he offers packages for everything from like fully launching a podcast from like ideation to production and everything like that to uh, if you already have a podcast, you just need editing services. Let's take the editing example. Say, all right, I have a podcast. I, I do four episodes a month. So I could buy a package from him where he sell, where he'll, they'll edit and post and do show notes on four episodes a month for like a monthly fee. Right now, the why it's a productized service is because Ben is like the CEO of this company. He's he's managing people underneath. He has all these systems in place so this stuff gets done. He's not the one behind the computer actually doing it. That would be more of a virtual assistant role. So that's or, or maybe something like that. So that's that's the so difference. Ben like a, isn't doing the editing or the show notes. He's he's a, a getting the clients and then he's saying, "Okay, your stuff's going to get edited." He's and, sell, and then yeah. he's delegating he's it out. He's packaging and selling and he has a team. But he started off as the freelancer, which is another thing Travis and I talk about a ton 
is if you want to go location independent and you want to do it the quickest way possible and like develop a location dependent income stream, you start freelancing. Yes, it's trading your time for money, but you know, Ben went through that. He did all that stuff, learned the trade, learned how to work with clients and everything like that. He's able to take all of that knowledge now and uh, apply it to his processes and to his system and then scale the company so he doesn't have to be the one doing it forever and he wasn't and um that happens over time you know especially when you're just starting out but uh that's another encouraging thing i think when we tell people to freelance and they get turned off because they're like oh i don't want to trade time for money i want passive income and all this type of stuff well listen everybody starts somewhere and it's better to do something than to not do anything you know so if you get into it just know like Brianna, like Ben or other people that have scaled, you can be trading time for money for a while, but still there's there are ways to scale that to a point where you have more freedom, more money, more flexibility and everything like that. So there's just so much opportunity. And and like these trends are jumping out from leveraging platforms to um, you know, building these productized services. Uh, it's really interesting, man. There are just so many ways to do it right now. And um one of the one of the big things I think that I know a lot of people that I talk to do, uh, that especially the more successful ones, that doesn't get talked about enough that I, I kind of rant and rave uh, about occasionally uh, when I'm given the opportunity is the irony, this is the ironic thing, is that you have to do a lot of work offline. Like you need to be connecting, like connecting with people, networking, talking to people, having conversations. That is the stuff that will get you further in business than anything else that has nothing to do with writing blog posts or creating websites or anything like that. Yes. You need a web presence and everything like that, but the getting offline component is way underestimated. And Trav, I don't know your thoughts on this, but I was thinking yesterday and I basically distilled marketing down to two things, uh, uh, successful businesses down to two things. Uh, This is what I believe. Really? All right. Well, let's this is the last episode of this podcast. I'm running this by you right now because I believe this to be the truth. Psychology and stories. Okay. Stories. I would agree with, I think you always have to wrap everything in a story, but I would say that falls under psychology to some extent as well. Right. Yes, but there's so much psychology in marketing, you know? Yeah, very true. Very true. So if you're just, yeah, if you're distilling marketing down to two words... Well, I but would, without marketing, there's no right. business. And so, so I would 100% agree that um, that is for marketing. Yeah, those are two awesome words. I think definitely go over, get overlooked when people are like looking at design and what colors the button and all, you know, all that stuff you can get drowned down the rabbit hole with. You forget that people are looking for the story and and you have to you have to resonate with them in in a way in a psychological way in their mind and in their heart and that's what's going to help you be successful i didn't realize how much i talked i'm sorry i went on a total rant there man it, it was great well oh i just gosh. wanted to bring up sorry. the point that one of the reasons we talked about this uh ways to to successfully be location independent and all these business models is that inside LI, two things that have come up in the in the last week, week and a half. One of them we mentioned on the last podcast was that um, Dana and Dan are launching a service, a tea service, where they'll travel around the US and they'll ship you tea from different states, which is really cool. And I totally unique. We love traveling on my road trip. I love going to breweries and seeing breweries in different states. I mean, there's just so many things you could do. I mean, shipping beer wouldn't probably work, but there's so many things you could do with this. Like, uh, we're, we're getting it for you because we're here locally and then we're shipping it to you because you can't travel here, you know, like putting together packages. So that's a really cool business model. 
also we've we've got another guy, Mark Mark Silva in LI, who's doing a really cool thing where he's looking to get a prototype of a physical product made in China. And we don't talk about physical products that much on location any because we personally don't do it at this point. But we have friends who do, like Fred from Tortuga Backpacks, who's in location indie, great guy. Um, we both use their backpacks. It's just neat because Mark is asking this question, and there's going to be people weighing in who are actually have got it done. So that's another thing, as you mentioned, getting physical products made, white labeling them with your brand and your logo and everything like that, and then reselling them. That's a business model that can be super, super lucrative and is way different from anything that we do. Absolutely. It's... um. There are so many different ways to do it. And if you are listening to this and you've been sitting on the fence, you know, one thing I would say is just just go for something. You know, that was the thing. I was like wanted the perfect idea or like you know, had to be this like now you can you can literally try something in a weekend. You could try it for a couple of weeks if it doesn't work, you know, whatever. You lost a couple of weeks or you lost some time or whatever. It's like you and learn I, and so here's much. the thing. You're not exactly. You're not going to lose it because trying something is going to open up like 16 other doors. Like, you know, being a part of Location E, I didn't even realize how many people were doing so many different things. And then you talk to someone and you're like, whoa, that would affect like I could do something with what I'm doing with the way they're doing it. Uh, You know, like like a physical product, which I've never really thought about. Well, people are like, well, you have this community, this travel community. Why wouldn't you make your own? packing cubes, your own travel towels or whatever, you know? And I'm like, well, I don't know how to do it. Well, guess what? Now I know someone who does do it. And it, you know, there's just so many doors open once you start doing stuff, both in your own mind and with connections and people that you meet, which you touched on earlier. Totally. And um, one more inside LI, because this has been the most inspiring. Uh, this has been very inspiring to me uh, the last couple of days. And uh, Tom Allen, who's in Location Indie, he's an adventure filmmaker, always doing these amazing projects. And um, crazy, crazy projects. Crazy adventures, all this type of stuff. But I don't know if you saw what he, he has done recently. Um, he just announced it on, on his blog. It's tomallen.com info and uh you should definitely read the article and you can get the links to uh his his latest project he you know like it's funny because after interviewing a lot of um and you've done like interview a lot of different adventures different things like almost you can see sometimes there's a business model there like go on a big adventure you know do some speaking do something out of it and it's like you can create a career as a professional adventurer like if you actually strip it down and take it out um and that's not how a lot of them start you know they just go on adventure uh, where i know the buzzer is about to go so i'm sorry is but Chris um, gonna buzz us right now the reason why yes right now. uh right now uh, the reason why I bring this up is because way, the way Tom frames it, if you read about his announcement, um, he basically says he's creating a world-class long-distance hiking trail called the Trans-Caucasian Trail. It's, uh, it links roughly two dozen existing and proposed national parks in the region of uh, Yemen and Georgia, I believe. You know, he basically says like, hey, I could have just like hiked off into the woods and like filmed another movie and like talked about this adventure and da-da. he's like, but instead he wanted to create something that will last, you know, something that it's like, I think it's an amazing gift to the world, like another long distance hiking trail in the process, creating something like that preserves natural area. There's so much to this. I know he's got some sponsors, I think that are helping him out uh, with this project and um it's it's such a big endeavor and like Tom thinks so big, you know, like he's just like he's already doing these epic like round the world bike trips and like making these epic adventure films. I'm like, 
wow, that's so cool. And like, how do you think bigger than that? And then he goes and like basically creates is working on creating this new long distance hiking trail. And it's just so inspiring. Yeah, that will be around for forever yeah it's gonna do so much and it's just like really i'm just really so i really encourage you to check it out uh tomallen.info and it's transcaucasiantrail.org which i believe is the name of the the mountain range there and um personally oh man i can't wait because i've never been to the caucasus region and number one on my list is georgia yeah and so um let's i'm gonna be hitting that up man i'm going transcaucasian brother let let's do it man if it's like congrats to tom huge congrats yeah i mean what a gift to the world i i said i wrote a message that's a great gift to the world you know and like and just unselfishly in total tom fashion just being like i'm just gonna do this thing instead of you know what he could do which is you know do his do, the adventure trip and and all that stuff so um awesome well huge congrats to tom i mean i'm humbled and honored that he's a part of the li community and that's what's so amazing is that people doing things that we would never do bigger than we'd ever do or or just different than we'd ever do are all part of this community and we all get to benefit that's what's so neat about it so Cool, man. I'm glad you let me know about it because I did not see that recently because uh, I've been away a little bit as well. So um, awesome. If you guys are interested, Jay, I think we'll tell them, if you guys are interested um, in checking out the Location Indie community and, and what we do there and, and you've listened to this podcast and you're like, all right, what are these guys talking about? They say they have this community. What, what exactly is it? Best way to find out, head to locationindie.com. Put your name in there. Hop on the email newsletter list because what we'll do is we'll get you some free goodies, um, some really cool stuff that we put together just for hopping on the email newsletter list. You'll be able to see, hey, is, is what they're doing a good fit? Does this resonate with me? And if so, we'll also let you know the next time that we open up the community for new members. So you can check that out. And uh, you can also, if you're on your phone right now, you can text location indie. That's all one word, location, I-N-D-I-E, to 33444. So just text location, indie, all one word, to 33444. That'll get you somehow through the crazy powers of the internet. Talk about people doing stuff bigger and better than we can ever imagine. I don't know how this technology works, but it does. That'll get you on the email newsletter list, too, and you'll get some good stuff from us. And we're really excited to have you on there. So, um, Jay, lots of stuff to digest from today, lots of different business models. Biggest takeaway, start thinking about what you like to do and uh, and just start going for it. Yeah, absolutely. Take action. And that's that's really the only way I learn. You know, I can read all this stuff and it's not until I do that um that it really starts to click for me. And uh I think it's that's the truth for most people. So um yeah, I like thanks for letting me rant, Travis. Uh, it's, as, always, as a, it's always good to have a Jason rant. As a gracious a listener rant. and uh it's been you know, I've been sitting on all this stuff and I've been dying to share it. So it's fun to share some of the stories today and uh, plenty more coming out. Teaser alert, next episode I've got a really cool inside LI that ties right into this Transcaucasian trail idea. Nice. So you have to tune in to our next episode. Right on. Thanks, guys, for tuning in to this episode. Jay, thanks for sharing us uh, with us a little bit about what you're working on. Can't wait for that to come out. And um, until next time, everyone. Cheers. Peace.